0: because the things we said made
1: marcus uncomfortable so we need a redo yeah scott do you like movies i do yeah i do marcus do you like movies kind of that's a fair answer after this week you don't even know what week this is because we're time travel. you never know when it's going to happen this zebras america podcast is a very special episode you know why this episode i reveal i smoked crack in the 80s in the different strokes episode Holy shit. <laughs> Is that true? That's not true. true. No, uh, but I, I did once. I was a, getting ready to be excited. I did once at the Wesleyan College, uh, went to visit a friend and was told that one of his friends was in the film Heavyweights and that he wouldn't talk about it to anyone. So I drunkenly decided to tell him that I played Pugsley in the Adams <laughs> Family <laughs> movies and that he could talk to me. Yeah, and because he I, would understand. Because That's I, amazing. Yeah, I'm a terrible human being. It's crazy. That's and not he, true. I don't know. That's not this true. This seems like reasonable therapeutic. And he told role me play. all of it, and I, I made up all this shit. I was like, Christina Ricci doesn't return my phone calls. <laughs> I couldn't get work. Do you want to smoke this crack? Which I don't Which have. Which one is
0: he from? Heavyweights.
1: Uh, I'm not going to do that.
0: Oh, okay, sorry.
1: No, that's fair. I'm not going You've do that. done enough to ruin this man's life. No, he's doing trust. great. He's doing great. Good. He's, he's not fat anymore. Good. So, but, totally but, circus. But he, he was. Worked. He was totally. Marcus. I mean, yeah. It worked for him. That he character
2: was, that Ben Stiller plays all the time.
1: And so, yeah, he that was it's that's that happened. And why do we talk about that? Oh yeah, because you said you were going to smoke crack with him,
0: which seems like the, uh, the worst thing than being disingenuous with him.
1: Yeah, is it though? I'm no moralist, man. You're asking the wrong. Guy. I'm not a moralist either. I'm I don't even understand moral moral. What is morality? Who are you? Hi, I'm Chris Funderburg from the Pink Smoke website. That's a, that's a, what type of website is that?
0: It's a film criticism website, film and literature, I guess. We do books occasionally. You do books? Yeah, I mean, in the context of movies, almost exclusively, but, you know, I think it's, it's, we have, one of the series we have is just a comparing source novels to films, things that goes fairly
1: comprehensive, you know. Best film novel transition.
0: That's not being there. Best? I see the first thing is like I'm not, I'm not like best who the hell knows. I well, can tell you my favorite ones that when I personally say best, I I mean most faithful. I mean
1: anecdotal
0: to you. Well that would be my question. Do you mean most faithful to a book I like? Best uh, one that means the most to me? My one of my favorite Movies based on one of my favorite book series is Miami Blues with Alec Baldwin and Jennifer Jason Lee and Fred Ward, based on the Hope Mosley detective series. And I love those books. It's four books by Charles Williford, who did like Cockfighter and Pickup and things like that. And that's a movie that's very personally meaningful to me. I think it does a good job of translating a novel while not being like assiduously faithful um, and sort of uh, making it into a film. Is it the best? You know, there are better movies, you know, in, on there's, like some technical objective level. There's but, lots of
1: better movies. Yeah. There's also lots of better books. Yeah. Not all the better books make better movies. That. Yes. It was without a doubt true. I, I do like, I don't know about you, but what I like about Marcus is that he's, he defends, um, shit, Kerr book, that made a great movie. What Breakfast
2: of Champions? I don't know if I I, yeah yeah, I did kind of defend it actually I did kind I no I I did kind of defend it because it's like I watch it a few times a year. As the years go on, I've been getting rid of DVDs I don't want, and that movie still stays in my collection. So there's something you know. So there's something there. And then I I reread what I wrote about Breakfast of Champions a few days ago, and it ended on a positive note where it was just like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I do kind of. There's something that. Keeps me going back to this movie that I that I watch it a couple times a year. So, yeah. but it's see, I guess de, I, I stand by def, I, I I stand against defend because it's not like I like it. But if someone else does not like that movie, I'm not going to be like, wait, what? It's like, no, no, it, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and
0: there's also there's like you know this is a difficult question. There's a movie like Band of Outsiders by the Godard movie that I love. That's one of my favorite movies. A lot of people would argue it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's based on a book called *Fool's Gold* by Dolores Hitchens. That it just has nothing to do with. It's just a completely free adaptation of that. So saying like, "Oh, what's your favorite book based on a movie, or what do you think the best is?" You know, those sort of questions. I ask
1: those questions because it takes people off guard. Yeah. You didn't
0: get. You didn't knock me off balance. No, you're doing great.
1: You're doing. But it opens up the floodgates of conversation. Because I don't really care how anyone interprets the question. Yeah. As long as they have have, a, have an answer. Like for example, uh, Bernard Malamud's *The Tenants*. The Tenants. Yeah. I don't know it. It's a. There's it's about these two people who are both writers. One writer is white. One writer is black. They're trying to write books. They get into a, a beef. It was remade into a film. Uh, oh, the
2: with, Snoop, Dogg with, uh, Snoop Dogg movie. What? Yeah, yeah. and the guy from um, *American Horror Story* and. Uh, this d- is racist. Dylan McDermott.
1: 12, Twelve years ago?
2: Yeah. And Dylan
1: McDermott? Yeah. And Snoop Dogg, and
2: it's, yeah. What's it's the name
1: a, of this movie? The Tenet. It's a, it's a very I faithful saw that. adaptation. But the problem is the book wasn't that good. Yeah. So the movie wasn't that good. Yeah. So don't you think was a part of the problem is like, is Snoop Dogg an actor you
0: want in a serious role? Snoop Dogg wasn't the problem with the movie. Really? The actor I was not
1: the bad. problem.
2: Yeah, can there can was one that. problem. Snoop Dogg, I mean, whatever, he's a tall person, but... Him snuffing Dylan McDermott across the room doesn't seem believable because he's very twiggy, like in terms of his stature. Like I don't see him. Man- so you're on the record
0: manpower. taking Dylan McDermott over Snoop Dogg in a fight, in a, fight? Fight. No, in a fist snuffing, fight.
2: Yeah, I don't care. In yeah.
1: snuffing, in snuffing. Well, yeah. not, not,
2: But Snoop I feel Dogg. like if Snoop snuffs Snoop someone, he's playing, not
1: gonna. Snoop Dogg playing a writer. writer Calvin Brotus.: who's also a drug dealer in the '70s, not Calvin Brodus, because I believe Calvin Brodus. Could snuff someone because he killed somebody. Yeah. But he 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 almost went to jail for the rest of his life.
2: Guns are different than hands, though.
1: But yeah, he also but seems he like up, if you're he he's twiggy, up.
0: he's not that's going true. to come to a, a, a fist frip. fight without the gun. And right? I,
2: don't yeah. I don't respect that I don't respect that.
0: I'm not you, saying you respect have, or not. I'm just saying I don't think you're gonna get him in the situation in which you get to
1: lay him out, Marcus, like you clearly want to do enough. <laughs> I think you have I, do. I think, I think <laughs> sometimes Perry's you on. have some unfair rules about what is ethical and what is correct
2: no you're right i was gonna i was i was gonna, I, you can't see this is a podcast i made a face like what and then i was like no you're right yeah, i quickly caught I'm, myself I'm like
0: oh man you're being really no judgmental. but i'm but i'm with you though because okay. you know, my objection to drive is like ryan gosling is welcome to punch me in the face as many times as you want i am not afraid of ryan gosling as a tough guy even zero percent i can't watch that movie because he would get just picked up and Eaten
1: alive by any of those people, especially
2: Ron Perlman. When you think about it, I know Ron his, when he was
1: reincarnated, and only God forgives. He got perfect. By perfect. That's man. why I love that movie. Too. You're like, it's not going to happen. Yeah,
2: that scene caught me off guard because I really thought it was going to be like the showdown. Like, oh, it's going to be a good fight scene. Like,
1: nah, this nah. guy
0: may win. it was the best fight. It scene. was a great fight <laughs> scene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty one sided, and I wasn't but expecting one-sided that. One
1: sided fights are okay.
2: Well, like my life
1: one. is a one sided fight that I'm losing. Oh, man. To, to who? To who? To everything. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like I'm you're also doing all right for yourself. Yeah. It's fine. Once you realize that life is suffering, you can get the fuck over it and enjoy
2: yourself. I can't. I agree. Oh. Hi.
1: Oh, my fiance just walked in the door.
2: Awesome. Hello. Hey, what's up? Do you
1: want to be on the podcast?
0: You're dead. Do not. you think Snoop Dogg could beat up Dylan McDermott?
2: Oh, do Imagine
0: you, some like nondescript white dude. He actor. was
2: Julia Roberts' husband in um, Steel Magnolias. Yeah, sure. that's
1: All right, we have so it on we, the got right. A, we got We sure. got a tie. <laughs> we have a tie. All right, so talking, talking to just go back to book adaptations and writings um is what what got you into film criticism what got me into film criticism i
0: since i've been a kid you can find like in kindergarten it's like what do you want to be when you grow up and it says i want to make movies So since I've been able to formulate the thought about what I want to do with my life, it's wanting to be a filmmaker. And I can remember coming out of the process, out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and saying to my dad, I want to be Indiana Jones. I want to be an archaeologist. He's like, that is not what they do, right? Like, it's, you know, it's X, Y, and Z. I was like, well, then I want to be Indiana Jones. He's like, Indiana Jones doesn't exist. He's like, well, then I want to be the person who makes Indiana Jones. And that was like... And he was like, you're not Jewish... You're not Steven Spielberg. No, he's much more supportive than that. He's like, first, convert to Judaism. Okay. No, he's not a Zionist world. Like, you're making him. I just realized I was portraying my dad like he was. No, he told me early on, Jews run the media immediately. Not true. He didn't say that. This is all sarcastic. You're pulling faces where I can't, like, get you.
1: I'm just trying to get get the best (laughs) view. So, so really, do you like the film Munich? No, because of that ridiculous sex scene where Eric Banner's is like a
0: like humping while reliving with the explosions yeah. going on. In the and also, here's my funny Munich story. I that was the, the funny Munich. Story? Well, yeah, I was at the Nuremberg trials. Well, my uh, <laughs> great grandfather was one of the um, lawyers at Nuremberg. He was a colonel in the army, Frank M. Gleason. He has a highway in that. Fuck you,
1: Nazis. Yeah, exactly.
0: But he was there. Um, one of the satellite cabinets that they first found of. of I want to say it was Bergen-Belsen, but I'm, I'm, it's not. I'm getting it wrong. He was, like, there. Like uh, There's photos of him, like, showing the first uncovered concentration camps with, like, Patton, like, in the same photos. So, I have Nuremberg con- connection stories, yeah.
1: and yeah. M- mother, but, mother Night by Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. There we go. Great book. Uh, okay movie. Yeah, okay McCarthy. movie. Okay yeah. movie. Now, but on- Munich.
0: I went the first Christmas I ever spent alone in New York City. I had a girlfriend... She and so i not, up, where are you from? I moved all around growing up. Great. All around. It's hard to answer. So in New York City, we broke up like 10 days before Christmas. I had to be out of our apartment by New Year. And so I couldn't leave the city and like go home to have Christmas with my family, which I was on the first Christmas I ever spent alone. She went away and so it's was just like in this apartment alone for like, two weeks that New York sort of cleared out like all my friends were gone and so I had Christmas Day by myself and I was like I'm so bored I'm gonna go see a movie and just be alone on Christmas. Walked down to see Munich not realizing I would go see it in like a packed theater with like a bunch of people summing down I'd say it was like I'll go be alone and see this sort of solemn movie that I can contemplate and then I was like in a movie like regular cinema madhouse rather than like an empty you know,
1: setting. I'll share a similar. Yes. I was having a rough time. I was I was eighteen. I was really starting to realize the the nihilistic leanings of my depression, and I was just told that I should go see this movie, Requiem from a Dream*. I don't li- I don't <laughs> try to see, I don't watch trailers for movies yeah. that I want Me to neither. see. I had no idea what it was. They were just like it's really good. So I went to see it Sunday night, Cobble Hill Movie Theater. I grew up in Cobble Hill. Yeah myself like and they're trying to get me out of the movie theater afterwards i'm like give me a second rob because i knew the guy's name yeah i grew up with him like the lady <laughs> i cried for for fucking 15 hours like i went home and i was like bob i love you don't like get into speed and like i'm not gonna yeah start robbing <laughs> people and lose my hand
0: yeah <laughs> Marcus, what do you think of Requiem for a Dream? How do you feel about that movie? And Traffic came out at a very similar time. They're the same and, movie. And both of those movies have a trope, which I'm sure you love, which is you know the white girl has fallen so far is when she fucks a black guy. That's how you know she's hit rock bottom,
1: according to these movies.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's uh, the,
1: the largest fear from like a largely white director base because
2: racism uh, Oh, right, the fake Julia Stiles, yeah. uh, Michael Douglas' his daughter. And yeah. He just
1: looks,
0: and it's, you don't even know who the guy is. Yeah. It's just like a black body near my daughter. Yeah.
2: No, no, he has some dialogue.
0: What's his dialogue?
2: He comes out. Michael Douglas like, can you just let me in? He's like, I'll give you money. And then he pulls out a knot of money. He's like, I don't need your money. Look, I got all this money. Yeah, he, he had some lines. He had some dialogue with him and Topher Grace uh, as well. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, I fell asleep when I saw Munich in the theater. And I woke up at that sex scene because it was like there was like bombs going on. I was yeah, very I'm confused because like because no when place. you're asleep and then you wake up and it's like a sex scene, but there's explosions it's like, wait, what's happening? Eric Banner used to be something. And now chopper's, he's like, yeah, uh,
1: choppers, a, choppers. Exactly. A but that
2: like, that, was pre, the, that, was pre- Munich, that was pre that was
1: pre Munich. That was prequel. The prequel to Bronson is a very good movie. I love it a lot. <laughs> it's a great flick. You know, rest in peace. Eric Chopper Reed, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. I like that movie. Earlier, like yesterday, I think, mm-hmm. you do this thing that people like on the internet where you post pictures side by side and yes, comparisons. Yeah. You did a comparison of Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Yes. And Waiting to Exhale. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you. one, I like both of those movies immensely. Thank you. And you found something Whoa, interesting. No, I didn't direct them. But yeah. Well, yes, you are. I did are just neither, say thank you. I you said are neither thank you. Pedro <laughs> Al- Almodovar yeah. nor Forrest Yeah, whatever. right, right. And uh, you actually were... Lo- on like the second episode of this podcast, you well actually me, you were like, First Daughter is not Forrest Whitaker's first movie. It's waiting to exhale."
2: It's not waiting to exhale. I didn't know it's whatever strapped. Whatever said, he did it's strapped. I, whatever. Yeah. See, he's
1: always well <laughs> so, actually me. Sorry. Well,
2: that
1: actually, won't happen if
0: you're well actually if you're more knowledgeable, he'll
1: stop. I'm pretty knowledgeable. No, I'm joking. You know, also like I'm the color commentary. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just here because I look great. I got the I got that I got the the eyes for radio, you know what I mean. I'm with <laughs> you 100. percent So it was something I was thinking because Wayne Wayne's is based off of a book, I think, but also, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, I wanted to see yeah. if I could find like film criticism for like to see what a critic would look like that critic that critiqued both of those films when they came out, you know, and hmm. so like I oh. searched. I searched, for like, I searched for, like, a Pauline Kale. I searched for, like, an Andrew Sarris. Big surprise. They didn't write about Waiting Tex Hill.
2: Yeah, I believe that.
1: They wrote about woman on the verge of nervous breakdown. Sure. Roger Ebert wrote Kale, about Kale, that's got to be after she's done writing, though, right? But she was, she was writing a little. She yeah. Was, like, it was around the time she put out her last compilation. Yeah. You know, she definitely called Almodovar Godard with a human face.
2: What? Which is, I don't even, I don't, Yeah I don't agree with that. I also don't like that, but yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I'm also, but as a, and as a, a true John I just, Cassavetes fan, I can't. bring I up,
1: yeah bring up a conversation. Yeah,
2: sure, right, sure, sure. Right. No, but, but go continue, because you said something about, you said Rod, you said Ebert wrote about both, which yeah, which liked, is believable. He liked, he liked both of them. Yeah. I believe um, that.
1: You know, I went to see Wonder Woman recently. Yeah. yeah. Um. And there was a preview for the new Blade Runner movie. Yeah. And I recently watched the Roger Ebert, the, the Siskel and Ebert episode that Blade Runner's on. Yeah. Oh. Which is pretty special in that it's Blade Runner, Chan is Missing, and Diner. Oh, wow. 82.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So,
1: did so they Sid, like Chan is Missing? They both did. Yeah. As did I. And my, mm. my fiancé and I have watched his later work made in manhattan more times than we'd like to admit yeah but sometimes you just like movies are movies and everything is enjoyable and being like oh dude who like started the chinese american film new wave needs work too and like jennifer lopez was a, was a commodity in romantic comedy films of the early aughts i would never fault any director for any project they select yeah i mean i, tr- I truly believe that all oh, you owe the world is one Great piece of art, and everything else is is a bonus. Do
0: you think you owe the world a great piece of art? You and don't owe an artist. I mean, what if an mean, artist just is, is delivering B plus work their whole life.
1: You think they still owe you something? Oh yeah, I don't think Michael Bay owes me shit. Whoa
2: whoa whoa! I'm Glad you're writing. Are you B+ saying? Are you off. giving Michael? Ma- you, uh, well, I almost said Michael Man Michael Bay B pluses across the board.
1: No. Oh, but okay. uh, well, actually. Because B plus is not like it's unremarkable. He just I'm, makes unremarkable <laughs> to me. B plus, like I got a if I got a B plus on a class that I tried hard at, I'd be mad disappointed. Yeah. See,
2: that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. I wouldn't be like jumping up in like a freeze frame, like yes, to like Saint Almost fire playing in the background. But I would be like, oh good, like I, I'd, I'd be happy. Yeah, I, I would I be do disappointed. Want to see I would be the movie, least. Though, <laughs> now that
0: ends with you jumping up for the free spray. It's me
2: going to law school, <laughs> and I pass the bar at the end. Pass the bar because a homeless guy helps me um, study for the like bar. I
0: feel like it be more like about that time in high school you broke the shot put record and it lasted for like a week.
2: It was the less than a week. The movie with
0: the post credits tag would it be it being broken a week later?
2: It was the discus record and it was six days, so. If we you did get it, specific, though. I did you had add it. it. You had, I had it for, had.
1: for six days. And that's where the freeze frame ends. I could have been a discus contender. I yeah. see it Higher
2: <laughs> and
1: higher. Yeah. Throwing the disc.
2: I was so shattered.
1: He was it. not missed. Because it lasted only for six days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no. Since the yeah.
0: sequel is like you in a bar washed up. Hey, aren't you that guy who had the discus record for like six days?
2: No, 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 no. no it's someone else. That's, that's, that's not me. That's not me. And then I pay. And I pay for my drink, and I I leave. That's not me. I go home. But then there's like so. a
0: kid in the background who's trying to play like frisbee with his disinterested dog. <laughs> hey, you
2: kid. Just walk out. That's not how you throw a frisbee.
1: <laughs> or like, kid, you don't want to start this.
2: Yeah, right. This
1: isn't the life you want. When me and my friends were, were like. 18 or 19 we'd go to the otb the off track betting like <laughs> holy shit which we, one like here in brooklyn there or? were many yeah we'd go to the one on like 9th street and 5th avenue and we'd smoke cigarettes and uh i quit smoking it's a great thing everyone should quit smoking but when i was a and if you
0: quit smoking early enough in about eight years all of the effects from it are gone i
1: hope so your lips to god's ears baby
0: that's what they say the only thing that doesn't come back is the um the alveoli that collapse, that causes emphysema, those don't regenerate. But everything else, like cancer rates and stuff, go away.
1: Or my sense of decency. Yeah. Or my virginity.
0: Why did you start smoking? The only time I've ever smoked in my life is because it's a convenient way to talk to women I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I just wanted to be cool. My grandma. Did you think it was cool? Hell yeah! People, all the cool people smoke cigarettes. Not anymore. <sighs> Oh. Ian McKay Ian McKay's not cool. His whole thing was being point point seated. Yeah. Like I agree. It's like we are a minor threat. Minor. Yeah. You know and I, you know, I heard he drinks a little now cuz like whatever, Because life does that to you. Life does that to you. He you know his his music's important.
2: I just put some Fugazi albums on my iPhone today, that, and uh, so it's really weird that you guys talk about that.
1: Fugazi's great. Yeah, yeah they, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm a person. I really like that joke. <laughs> so anyway, so they gave they gave Diner um, Diner uh, two thumbs up. Chen is, Chen is missing two thumbs up. Blade Runner. One thumb up, one thumb down. Siskel did not like it. That seems reasonable. And Ebert was like, it's cool. Yeah. But it leaves a little to be desired. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's, like, super excited. And the trailer was, like, five seconds long. For the new one. Yeah. Like, I have... I could not tell you if that movie looks good.
2: I'm just going to see it because Dave Batista's in it, so... I'm rooting. I'm rooting for his post-wrestling career. He's doing all right for himself. So
0: yeah, he's, he's on he's on his way. Yeah. Oh oh, where are you guys going after this?
2: Going to watch Extreme Rules at my friend Woo! Corey's house. Little uh, wrestling
0: pay-per-view. Yeah. Is that
1: ECW's coming back?
2: ECW is there- not coming back. That-
1: ECW never extreme? left our hearts. I mean, yeah. I know.
2: Paul Heyman is 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 Brock Lesnar's manager now. So as long as Paul Heyman is under. Uh, <clears throat> is under a Vince McMahon's uh, payroll tonight although Tommy Dreamer and ECW I legend are huh? is it I forgot but like, are they going to be Yeah it's like every breaking. match is like a it's like a ladders match or like a no holds bar like it's that kind of thing yeah, but I, I was saying people
1: like fluorescent lights will there be no. fluorescent no. lights
2: Pi? No, no no well maybe but not well. Ex, it, extreme rule, so why not? It, it, yeah. It's extreme.
1: Jericho's gonna get the tax. I guess. Yeah. Is, is Raven gonna
2: be there? No, Raven is uh, physically. He's not doing all that great. He's in the podcast game, though. Is he? Yeah, he out, has a podcast.
1: It turns out everyone's in the podcast
2: game. I, I was getting ready to say though, Tommy Dreamer, who's the ECW legend. He does. He has a wrestling promotion called House of Hardcore, which is basically it's ECW. Just he just can't use the name. So is it ECW. Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: I've been showing people that Jumping Jack Farmer video
2: and
1: then <laughs> yeah. Everybody just is like... Did you know that he, he, he did more than
2: one? He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to get into... His, he was the fake sting during the NWOWCW uh, thing. No, but, I remember that you told me that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... I sent that video, the Jumping Jack Farmer video, to my fiancé's brother-in-law, uh, this guy, Michael. He's a, He's a... He's, he's another grown man who's, like, quietly a wrestling fan. I sent that to him, and he loved it very much.
1: My Snafu, DJ Snafu yeah. of the rap group Junk Science, yep. who also designed our the cover our art. cover, cover tour. art,
2: yeah.
1: He liked the Motley Cruz response more.
2: Oh, see, I, it's good, but no. Jumpin' Jeff Farmer is, no. He just, he just
1: couldn't deal with it. Wow. He liked it.
2: Wow, Snafu just turned the tables on me in a wrong way. I've never, heard, I've never heard anyone like Motley Cruz more than that.
1: He really did. He just, he just, you know.
2: He got me mad now. I <laughs> don't like that.
1: Yeah, it just got people very mad. So, what, what is, what is the trajectory of Pink Smoke as of late? No trajectory. Eternal. 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 Unblinking. Okay.
2: Well, what's some recent stuff that we've? uh, Well, I said we. Sorry, that you guys have uh, been doing. Marcus is
0: heavily involved in the pink smoke. I think of
1: you as being a pink smoke person.
2: I'm the Jim Norton to you and John Cribbs as Opie and Anthony. He's the third Mike. Okay.
1: He's the third microphone or the third Michael? Third Michael. It's three, three
0: Michaels.
2: I'm Michael Mann.
1: Okay. Um, So, and no,
0: the what what is some recent stuff? What's the question? Uh, No, it's I don't know. John Cribbs and I who. He and I founded the site together and the guys who do it don't communicate or articulate our philosophy. He's just somebody that I'm innately on the same page with, and we just sort of go. I think I've only, in the time we've been doing it, and it's been around for eight or nine years, maybe longer, it's hard for me to measure. I mean, we just don't even think of it that way and sort of measure it in traditional ways like that. I think only once has he been like, don't put that article up, you know? And what but every article? Uh, it was about my dislike of the growing trend of 35-millimeter partisanship, which I think is really... Um, I think it's based in a lot of... Classism? Yes, elitist classism. I think that it's no coincidence that they broke the projectionist unions. Projectionists used to be a job. They broke them by installing all this digital stuff. Now it's suddenly back and all you just have so many like leftist arts organizations who, you know, were so happy to get out of the union business. And that was like the last union piece of theater operation. And they finally broke them and now it's the thirty-five millimeter. I think also at this point in history you have more access to good materials that can be brought to underfunded and remote organizations at a cheaper price and higher quality than ever. And this is when people say, no, only 35, only the most expensive, only the most burdensome, only the people, finally, the people in Peoria can see films as they were meant to be seen at a low cost for arts organizations that are underfunded and they can't see it the right way. Not like us here in New York. They're still not doing it right.
1: I, I... I... Give an applause for you. Yeah. So, but also, this is how I feel. Like it's not. It's always been. It it's it's an afterthought that like oh it has to be presented this way like like jazz music, people are gonna kill me. But it sounds really good on CD. Yeah. Does it sound good on vinyl? Yes, but on CD, there are just frequencies that you get to hear, and rap music sounds best on cassette. And some stuff. Yeah. Classical music does sound pretty good on vinyl, yeah. but like that's this sort of like, I just hate the classism of, of, of art and you say, I'm not classist, I'm not this, but if you were to record an analog record right now, yeah, because I come from the music world, yeah, it would cost me about 10 grand. Yeah, That's before everything else. And the great thing about the future is that things are accessible, like you're saying, like... A kid can make a movie, maybe not the greatest movie, but he can start making movies with thousand bucks and some friends, and not even a thousand bucks sometimes. Like, so I've, like there yeah, will be too. a great movie off of an iPhone eventually. That's not a documentary by John Wilson, who was on our show last week, yeah, or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. time travel.
2: What's funny you say oh, that because oh. on on Maron's. Uh, Mark Maron's podcast, uh, William Friedkin gave the same exact rationale that you just gave, Scott. That's what
1: I'm saying. <laughs> and it's so like, many so if guys. William Fri-
2: and, and, and 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 it's funny too, because I like to imagine Mitten Maren, Mino, uh who's a I big, about, um, I was
1: about to cut into that podcast.
2: He, he, he's a big like proponent of that, and I feel like he's a guy who looks up to Friedkin. So I'm sure hearing him, hearing Friedkin say what he had to say, might have crushed his soul a little bit. Look, and and I like that. I, I feed yeah. off of that.
0: But there's, but let me say one last thing too. There's the idea that 35mm is closer to the way, the real way to show it, the correct way to show it, in air quotes. The but correct the f- way but is but the making a the matter, movie. The, the fact of the matter is that if you go to Artist, the DCP, the high 4K digital, is closer in line with their vision for their movie to... Have a fidelity to 35 millimeter which gets scratched to shit super quick the prints get damages cost restoration you are not making a commitment to the artist's vision and if you five all of these old school people have been around forever like william Friedkin, like william Rustig, who runs blue underground like any number of people who have been in the business of print restoration and exhibition and repertory for years they love the digital formats they love the digital presentation there's also a separate thing i'd like to say Any artist who is creating an artwork, if an artist has a fidelity to shooting on 35, that is different than exhibition. Sure. I think those are entirely separate subjects, and I would never tell an artist, you're full of shit to get that something special out of shooting on 35 and wanting your thing to be even presented on 35, you know? But I think that if, you know, it's the Martin Kessler joke. Martin Kessler always says, if you ever ask anyone... Uh, was it was that screening on 35 or digital? And they say, I don't know, but it looked fantastic. It was digital. It's always digital, huh. and that's the answer. And we used to have, I used to program a movie theater for about 11 years, Repertory Art House Theater, and we would have lots of famous guests and DPs come in. I don't want to blow up any other spots, but like Oscar-winning DPs, and they'd be like, we'd bring them in, I'd say, okay, we got the best print we can of this movie that we found of, you know, Richard Lester's Petulia, this movie from the 70s, uh, like an era where prints were particularly open to like vinegar syndrome and degradation yeah. and things like that. And I'd say, we can show the print. Oh. Are Do you
1: okay?
2: Everything okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh.
0: Okay, we got the we got the print and we can show it on 35 millimeter if you want. I would if this is a bad print because there aren't great prints of a lot of these films. We also have a digital format for this. Your choice, I'd like to you to look at one reel of it and decide which you prefer, if you want to do the digital presentation or the film. And without fail, so many DPs are like, absolutely 35, I don't care how it looks in comparison to DP, and so many of them would just wax about the special something that 35 has, and then I would show them a reel of each one, and at the end they'd say, show the digital. And this happened dozens of times for people who know more than me and you, people who are at the top of their game, people who know more than fucking anybody, you know, Bruce Goldstein of Film Forum shows films on DCP. Nobody knows more about repertory cinema than Bruce Goldstein. And, you know, I just feel like there's, it's class, there's also that snobbiness. I think the comparison to music in some ways is faulty because it's like personal collection of vinyl is different than the expensive thing of showing a movie which has to be shipped from someplace for an audience of people. But I do think it's that similar, like... I meant more... ...personality statement. Making music
1: on tape as opposed to selling vinyl. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm just saying that... But the idea of, like, 35mm... I I love Prince is a personality statement separate from any sort of artistic valuation that I think happens with people who are like, I'm a vinyl person as, like, a stand-in for having a personality. Like, having a music collection (laughs) in place of, like having a personality in place uh, of having opinions no, people
1: do that do, ta- yeah. do that with tattoos now yeah, yeah. I, tattoos used to meant like me like me like you're gonna be a really interesting person yeah. Now I meet people like with like all types of cool tattoos and you're talking like boop, boop, boop. yeah boop, 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 boop. you like adventure time
0: yeah and that's it <laughs> one of my first girlfriends I ever had serious girlfriends had tattoos like before it was popular and i always say th- but it was like a statement it was like that like if you were a person who got tattoos like in 1997 and like got covered in them it was like oh this is an expression of this bold personality i have i always feel bad for her now when it's just like like the shit gets copied too, you know yeah. she has like unoriginal shit now and just get getting lost in that sea you know anyway but i'm with you man i hear it It is nice that John said, don't print that article. And then I'm here representing the smoke. I'm like, like, I really
1: wish I, I, yeah, my, you know, my biggest thing about art is the social structure of it. Yeah. And it always frustrates me that like the museum of modern art is the only, is one of the only museums in the city that doesn't do suggested donation. Yeah. And modern art came from so many poor people. Yeah. And that people from those neighborhoods can't afford to see that art. Yeah. And that you get to control the canon through class. It's like rich people explaining how to watch movies about poor people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there are good movies about rich people, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. but That's my lo- preferred type. In- interesting. So, yeah. you're like, so like, like, you like shampoo?
0: Well, no, but I like, no, I, like
2: Oliver Asayas. No, I don't really like Olivia Sayus.
0: But Olivia Asayas, yeah. his rich people problem movies, I love so much more than his other stuff. No,
2: yeah. like I like to say, I like to to say after I saw Personal Shopper, I, I mean, I, I liked and I thought that movie was silly. But the biggest thing I got coming out of that movie was it made me feel like I, I wish I had more disposable income to just randomly. I want to get on a plane. I want to go to Morocco for a week. Uh, I, like I just want to buy this, you know, expensive jacket. I just want to buy this car. Like, I just want to buy a sc- oh, We're talking about Olivia Says. I want a scooter uh, that I can just, you know, drive around in. So you
0: want to, you want to go to the Mac store and just hang out
2: there? Yeah, yeah. you no, like no. Witt Stillman too. He's, I love he's Whit another, Stillman. he's another uh, rich people. The comedy is about rich people. Yeah. Yes, it is. A rich uh, person, no, rich people. You're right. Plural. The, the no, no, no. You're that right. Hanging you are out right. With that, dude. You are right. Yes. You know, yeah.
0: entertainment is about a man who's rich in spirit. Not
2: really. Well, not by the end of the movie. No, I think that's a joke. That movie,
1: okay. Yeah, that is a joke. Because, you know, (laughs) that movie is starring Legendary. Legendary.
2: Legendary.
1: Oh, man. Legendary. Legendary. Uh, Yeah, so that that movie fucked me up. Also, so recently I was texting M. Tume and Marcus because I've been. I've been really on. That was a great episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. our life. That's just kind of what we do, just talk yeah. and have a good time. That's how the podcast started. The yeah. podcast just started because, like, me and Marcus want to be friends. <laughs> we're still working on it.
2: And I had met him He's before. A one. I, I, tough I'd i met him no, a few times. To- he didn't remember every time we met. We met at the Snafu show. We met on. Yeah, and then. You
0: were, like, nice to meet you just now, and we've met before. So, okay. yeah. 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 At, at, at um, at uh, Wake, our viewing. Oh, oh sorry. Man. It's you guys okay. met
2: you guys met before that. When? At Bam, at um, when we went to go see uh, Spit and uh Mullinans and you all that stuff. Right
1: yes, yeah, scored Spit.
2: Yeah, afterwards. You scored yeah.
0: Spit? Yeah. Yes, I know that. Dude, I was I didn't mean to yell you scored Spit. Did you score Mullinans also? No, but I was yeah. in it. What
1: are you in? Moulignons? He's the guy that like, like he, guy that who dances.
2: walks it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I love Mullinans. Um,
0: yeah. yeah did you guys
1: So, yeah, I met you I met you at a time where you know, I was focused on just being Marcus's friend. Yeah. So I didn't pay attention to your face that day. I feel okay hey, about that. Yeah, you're, you're too. You're not gonna make me feel I've, bad about that. I've buried too many
0: friends
2: to make new ones. Yeah,
1: so have I. And <laughs> no, i was, no. I've,
2: <sighs> That was. I mean, are I, you kidding
1: me? This fucking This fucking Father's Day is is Father's Day and the birthday of my passed away ex girlfriend. So you want to talk oh, about no. sadness? I buried people. I'm sorry I didn't remember your face, man. You feel
2: bad yet? No, good. Yeah, you were two of the guys. I mean, with the exception of one person, who literally one friend who couldn't do. All of my friends were uh, around and surrounding me that that whole week, pretty much. Uh, for those, you know, my I father still, passed. I still check that was. Um, on you on that, on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Other other folks do. No, uh, shout out to Nova who still does. He was our yeah, first Nova's, unofficial Nova's guest. He's a great um Great guy, unofficial yeah.
1: guest. But this is all to say yeah. because me and him, me. And Marcus were talking, and like I've just gotten so crazy trying to watch older artistic films that I may have missed yeah. mm. because of just not being on the radar or because of access. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, man, do you have a copy of *Personal Problems*? It's What's like, personal No one has problems? a copy of *Personal Problems*. Director uh, and Hess. Oh really? Movie. Yeah. I've yes. never seen it. No, obviously. obviously. Mm. Yeah. And you know why? Because there's one di- one film copy. So every once in a while it gets showed like some nice thing. I mean, one of the things that got us excited was talking about the film Wanda, mm-hmm. which wasn't rain. on DVD forever yeah. and still is like, try even torrenting that and it's difficult. Yeah.
0: I think I've only, I'm gonna be a complete hypocrite. I've only seen it on 35. I saw it twice at Filmform. It was the only time I've ever seen it.
1: Having issue with 35, and enjoying 35 yeah. are not the same thing. Exactly. I'm not yeah. saying I dislike vinyl. Yeah. I'm saying that. Me neither. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you are. Yeah. I'm saying that there is access. And the more people that have access, the more interesting stories we get to see. Yeah. You know, seeing films have mostly been about like 60% the same population group for most of the film. I want to see more. I want more stories. and making it easier to to make easier to watch, gives me that. It's selfish, really. I just want to
0: see great fucking stories that I never heard about. No, I I agree. I mean, I spent in high school, because I got in, I think, a little earlier than a lot of people. I just remember I would write, like, letters to, like, the company. Like, New Yorker films, I figured out, had a lot of Fassbender movies. So I would, like, write handwritten letters and be like, do you have this movie? If you do, I'd like to buy a copy. Because there were no catalogs, there was no way yeah. of checking. And I would do that when I was like 15. Those movies now you can get somewhere. They might yeah. be on YouTube and you can get them right now and, and a crummy copy. It's so much better. So, But something like Nora Helmer, the Fassbender film, that was, that was not, you wouldn't even consider that you could see it. Yeah. And you can watch it right now.
1: You know? it, it makes me so happy and it makes some people feel a little throw up in their mouth. But I've been trying to get you to see, did you see The Cry of Jazz?
2: Cry of Jazz, no. I okay, did not. It's it was a
1: short documentary yeah. about jazz music from back in the day as jazz was becoming more of a white music. Yeah. And it's about how, like, hey, maybe let's not let it become a total white music. Have you? Sorry. And I had to, when I first wanted to see the movie because someone told me it was dope, I had to go to the the artistic library in Juilliard and watch it in their little viewing room. Oh, yeah? And now it's on YouTube in three parts. Be careful with that microphone.
2: Right. it's falling asleep.
1: Yeah. No, it's off. We should get a Patreon just for mic stands.
2: (laughs) It's one of my grandma's basement, I guess. Not
0: to jump off of that subject immediately. Have you seen the the Shirley Clark Ornette Coleman documentary? That it's implicitly, she seems unaware of it, but it's a documentary that is about the whitening of, like, jazz audiences, certainly, and, like, this, you know... uh, I think it's fair to call him, like, uh, a little bit inaccessible of a composer and and musician. What's it called? I can't remember what it's called. Do you know what it's called? No, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it. But it's a striking contrast because he's such... Again, it's like what you're saying where modern art comes out of... uh, It doesn't come out of the Juilliard when it starts. It ends up there. He's a guy who's clearly he's very sort of thoughtful and i don't want to use any terms that are condescending he's smart as fuck he's a genius but he's also sort of plain spoken and direct you know what i mean like he is not you hear music like that and you might assume the the mind behind it has an amount of pretension to it and he doesn't it's it's whatever he's doing he's not doing to um To impress people like Shirley Clark, you know Mm. what I mean?
1: Yeah. And so it's a fascinating documentary to see. Ornette Coleman isn't pretentious. The people that tried to copy it often are.
2: Yes. Well, that you know, and And that's a different thing. There's there's more depth. There's a whole other layer because there's a there's a group of folks, a nice sized group of folks who like to credit Shirley Clark as creating like you know the black cinema movement, you know, because a lot of her. Exactly. Your 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 response exactly. Because you know a lot of her, her, you know she's a you know filmmaker. Her early films featured a lot of black people, and then also people like this is true. She loaned John Cassavetes the camera equipment for him to make Shadows, which is another film directed by a white guy that focuses on you know black issues. And it's yeah. like, and but speaking of that, the audience that went to go see Shirley Clarke's films and even Shadows were mostly white people. Like black people weren't watching. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. It was
0: again, it's like access. It's yeah. like the the yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not an expression of the quality of the audience to say it was mostly white. it's an expression of the distribution systems yeah, and the people yeah, that it's being played yeah. to and who it's being put in front of, who it's for, yeah. again, like air quotes. And that's what you see in the Ornette Coleman documentary is like just the, the moneyed, rich white audience just filing into these auditoriums to have this state experience to this really like wild, expressive music. And then they
1: sort of like, you know, and that's not the response. Jazz is not a, a slow clap sort of thing. Yeah. Fuck that. You know, recently, I had never seen the film Stalker. Yeah. And so I went to see it during the middle of the day, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, blew me away. Yeah. Possibly my favorite movie I've ever seen. I think that's a legitimate response. I've, I have been texting him to me about it for three weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, he, he's uh, a big Tarkovsky. Well, I am too, but he's a big Tarkovsky. Because I,
1: I, I love Solaris. But I just said That's never a great adaptation, it. Stalker. Yeah, I disagree. Oh, did you, have you read the short? Did I, you I just started it reading it yet? And I was like, no, it's it's interesting. It's like it's it's like saying like The Shining is a good adaptation. I
0: just meant it's a
1: great film that was
0: adapted Correct. with the free for definitions we were yes, discussing. Yes, I like earlier. I like how we're,
1: oh, yeah. this guy fucking gets it. Oh, oh, that's high okay. fives force So, fives. you were Stalker, you saw it in so, the other day? No, because like <laughs> it doesn't matter so history of violence is yeah. based off of a comic book. Yeah. Comic book is not good. Yeah. It's like weird. And it's not even drawn. It's not, that drawn, it's it's not exactly drawn that like well either. What? In that way it's exactly like the movie. Uh I am like <laughs> I like the Rosemary's Babyish ending of the film. Yeah. Um of History of Violence? Yeah.
2: When he becomes Superman, when he just wa- the Jesus ending. I
0: don't I'd so much rather talk about stalker than history of well, violence. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk yeah.
2: about yeah. history of violence. Sure. Me neither. Um,
1: I will say, and I was just like, I was like, in this is the greatest movie I've ever seen, and it's just weird, like, because of access, because of all this shit, there 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 wasn't, like, an avant-garde period of film for black filmmakers like that during that time. And I was like, that fucking sucks, that there is no, like, black stalkers somewhere out of the way. And, and he's like I've been trying to figure that out if there is or not. I'm not yeah. trying. no, I, I was looking at him like, is that true? Like, like what would at you say? That time? For-
2: oh, we were saying at that time. Yeah. 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 I mean that was after I'm not going to name, you know, like a Charles Burnett had already been oh no, seventy seven. But, but Charles
0: Burnett is not as I feel like I'm talking
2: about the movie itself, not the, I mean I know like Charles Burnett and Andre Tarkovsky would not But that's what be I mean is I feel like
0: Charles Burnett would make stalker if he could have but i feel like he's black filmmakers particular in the early days the ones that broke through were again because the white audiences were determining which ones got through were moored to, like, the social meaning of their films. That Charles Burnett has to make movies about poor black people because that's what the white audiences want to see. They don't want to see Charles Burnett's stalker, but I think he would fucking make it. I I think to sleep with anger
1: is that in some ways. Yeah, yeah.
2: but that's post, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm just saying that, like, it... There... People are given more of a chance to be weird and figure shit out. Like, Like, you guys made me see uh, Hourglass Sanitarium. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't even realize because of the slight word difference is that it's based off of a collection of short stories by Bruno Schultz, which is one of my favorite collection of short stories. Hmm. (laughs) Bruno (laughs) Schultz, I don't really like short stories. Sort of like I don't like documentaries. Like, I can be convinced. Yeah. But that's all he wrote because, like, he was mostly saved during the Holocaust because uh, a soldier liked him and likes his writings yeah but this soldier was beefing with this other soldier and killed some guy that the soldier was harboring so then in a vendetta killed his jew yeah because that's how fucking people are yeah Mm. yeah yeah it's like i'm gonna kill your jew because you killed my jew Mm. one of the greatest writers of of the 20th century meaninglessly shot and like like besides like Holy Motors, what other movies are there like that are that awe-inspiring and different and changing?
2: It's a,
1: it's a question. Post and Everest Lux. Post and Everest Lux does not hit the same notes. Yeah, that I agree. that Hourglass Sanitarium does. I oh, like uh, Post whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, Holy whoa, Motors. Whoa, whoa, he's what? talking
0: about just like I get what you're saying, like that unfettered imagination space. That's
2: all uh, Post mean. and Everest lux is. It's yes, like but it, but it's
1: of, in not a different Holy way. Motors, man. It's in a different way. Oh you know, well, I mean, you're men. asking. I'm
2: just saying they're both because they, they both fault. There's a, a term that I coined, sketchbook cinema, where to me is are they identical? No, but to me, like a holy motors and posting never sucks. They're first cousins. It, it, they're they're but, both subconscious. But, but, they're both seamless weaving in and out of Hourglass sanatorium and holy motors and that,
0: are, are brothers. You know? yeah. I, I think, that's think that's the only difference. I was, agree but with. See, I, on I, your but
2: see, No, but when I, but when I th- forget holy motors for a second, when I think hourglass uh, sanatorium, I immediately think posting never sucks immediately from like the way w- the, the the way w- uh, w- w- women are portrayed to just subconscious thought to all that stuff like totally you know, totally it's funny,
0: it's funny now that we're talking about i would say silent light i can connect more easily see to but hourglass. to me it's like
2: even though hourglass sanatorium oh it's crazy and it's weird and it's great and there's always it's, silent light is literally one story like silent it's not, light is it's one, not even like, that,
0: that it's crazy i feel like it's an essentially cinematic fantasy space in a way that.
2: You talking about Silent Light?
0: No, no. I'm talking about Hourglass and, um, and uh, Holy Motors. Right. I feel like there is no other medium that those things could even begin to exist, and that they're unmoored from a traditional sense and meaning of reality. The most recent Hadarowski movie hmm. also
1: has some of that magic. I didn't see it. He's doing dope shit in his later life. Yeah. Very, very. I like it. Yeah. Even that. Like a I guess who's I can't. his best life.
2: I guess I can't yeah. articulate it that well, but even when you bring up that, especially Yodorovsky's latest work, like
1: I mean, and Tenevres Lux, are, we've talked about this. Tenevres Lux is PCP la- Holy Mountain.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's also it's like it's, At the end of the day, it also it, it comes back to yeah, Carlos Regatas is uh, is all self. Just will admit everything he does. It's all about Tarkovsky. Uh, to some degree not so much silent light is a little he deviates and is inspired by other folks in that one but so that's why
0: silent light is really tarkov it is but like the
2: ending the ending is or i haven't the ending of silent Light is literally like that so don't oh sorry it's beautiful it's It's on on my list yeah yeah Yeah. the The problem is is now
1: that i now that i'm apparently a film critic now my list of movies to see is really so big yeah. yeah it's ridiculous i
0: think i wish he would work with an artist like the woman who's such a driving force in Silent Light, I think that his biggest problem is his depiction of women. I think that they sort of disappear from his view easily. I think they'd be just sort of like, I don't want to say he objectifies them, I just think like the people inside of female bodies like fall out of his purview really easily. And that's what I like about Silent Light is that she's such a creative force in that film.
2: I I, I will say that's true, but I just, that problem is like so much bigger than Carlos Regatas, I think, to just sure. even call him, Yeah, it's 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 like I think it's yeah. European but, but I think he himself, great yeah. problem. we're we're
1: we're a bunch of dudes spending a Sunday talking about film. So if this is a place where we should postulate these ideas. Yeah. We should yeah. talk about how all directors should give more women agency and yeah. like tell better stories. Like Wonder Woman's so crazy Cause like it was both like super positive, but also like why is she, she's always super beautiful and everyone's like she's so beautiful, but like the the beginning part was super like awesome and like it passed the Bestel test in like two minutes, yeah, hmm. which most movies don't do, hmm. and not to say that all movies that fail the Bestel test are bad or that all films that pass them are good, but it was yeah, it's nice. just an interesting bellwether. Yeah, I just want to see what she. I want to. I really hope that that uh, the director does another of this. I really enjoyed it. It was like four out of five stars, four point five out of stars, superhero movie. Okay. It's like, it's like a cross between Elf, Fifth Element, Superman Two. Okay. Don, well, not Donner, you know, but that era Superman Two, not not Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Thankfully which I like, but thankfully, and and Captain America, obviously, and The Rocketeer, but like the good oh, parts. Oh, really? Okay,
2: so all five, I did one of those things, like, I don't know in what order, but all five movies you named, I was going, oh, 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 huh? oh, uh, <laughs> uh. like happy. I was going like. Yeah, good. Yeah, that was very much, uh, the, the movie's I, was, not, I was up and down on that, which movies, is cool, yeah, yeah, you're the right. The movies Can by I no means
0: perfect. I've been bummed, because I'm such a natural, hard-hearted cynic, that I really enjoyed the Captain America movies because they allowed me to believe in a sort of, like, American ideal that I have a hard time believing in real life and their good-hearted positivity. To compare to Captain America and Rocketeer, when Captain America went to Civil War now he's just, like, some dickhead harboring war criminals, you know? I'm the, I'm that bummed me Captain out. Captain America One. Yeah. Does it have that sort of... Do, no. Is this an adequate Captain America replacement for me?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, the only reason it's being compared to Captain America is because it's the only superhero movie that that goes into the world wars. Yeah. So, but does it
0: have the positivity? When you say Rocketeer yeah, in Captain this, America 1, I think of that film, like essential decency. Even though there's
1: lots of violence in it, yeah. the film is the most anti-war superhero movie I've seen. Yeah. Like, her thing Even is,
0: more anti-war than Iron Giant. I guess
1: that's not a that's superhero movie. That's not a superhero movie. movie.
0: <laughs>
1: True. You yeah. keep on trying to trick me, but... Like, sorry, I won't interrupt. I want to hear what you no, can he, say. No, uh, interrupt. That's where the magic happens. Uh, no, Iron Giant. I love Iron Giant. It's really, probably
0: so. It's but it's anti-war. That's fascinating. Yeah. And it's anti-war in this, the
1: context of like World War Two, or is it World? It's war It's World War One, which is which is a, which is a, a significantly easier, different yeah. war. War. Um, and like, because I hadn't seen any previews of it, I was just—I had no idea what was that. I did not know it was a period piece. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's, really? like, fighter jets and shit. I was like, yo, it's awesome.
2: It was great. It was great. I got plans to see it uh, this coming Friday. Yeah. So um, I'm looking for it. I'm curious. It's, it's like, like everyone's in love with it. So it's like I, got, I guess I got to see yeah. it. I mean, I'll I'm probably not, catch not some of it. the audio when I'm, I'm out protesting
0: that women's only screening. I'll
1: probably hear some of it in the background when I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so he's referencing... their. Um, Bro flakes got really pissed off that both Alamo draft houses—the one in Texas and the one in Brooklyn—decided to do all women and girls showings of Wonder Woman, and that women identifying too. Yeah, women and girls, yeah. and women who identify, and yeah. people who identify as women and girls, yeah. and all the people that are working at the at the theater were women and girls, and Bro flakes got so pissed.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. What's up with that?
2: it's just no. it's, it's, it's 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 the is entitlement it more complicated it, it's, than, it's, it's like, very simple
0: idiots are dumb is it any more no i'll give it than? i'll
2: give it a little more credit it doesn't deserve it's just the entitlement when you feel entitled and you get left out of something it's like well it's just that. why am i left out you know and there's not much but that's but that's as deep as i'm gonna go it, yeah. it's just like when a, when like uh uh someone wants to use the the n word even as a term of endearment and they're defensive. Well if Chris Rock can say it every other word, why can't I say it? it? it's it's the same stupid shit where it's like if you have to ask that question, you shouldn't want to say it in the first place. Yeah, just sorry, so just sorry, like with go you know, fuck yourself. Jesus. No, you know what? I'm 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 I'm, I'm I, I'm indifferent now because since I was a teenager, I've been saying how much he sucked. And, yes. because, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Ooh. And it's like, so now, so now he does this final slam dunk of uh, how shitty of a person it's he is. And I'm like, final, nope, I have like, nothing to say. I've been trying to tell you guys and you've been telling me I'm an idiot. Or I, I don't get it for years, and now he does this, so Wayne I'm like, Wayne nope. Brady has been trying to tell you nope. guys. Wayne Brady. <laughs> Wayne Brady would put a steam whippet on Bill Maher like like like, like he threatened he's to said do. So a like he times. threatened to do.
0: He's a couple times he's he's told him on set. And
2: even and, and I'm also so, and, and, so more interesting
0: and, fight to you, Marcus. What? Uh, Wayne Brady versus Bill Maher or Calvin Brodus versus Dylan McDermott.
1: Calvin Brodus.
2: Cal- Cal- uh, yeah. Calvin Brodus and, and Dylan McDermott. Um, it's yeah. No, no, absolutely. But I also but now speaking of Bill Murray on the su- subject of movies, it finally it really I was done with it when he made that movie Religious. I'm not a religious person. I don't care. But I always tell people that movie is the equivalent of like, you know, an NBA prospect going around and challenging a bunch of like middle school pickup. Kids like, hey, you want to play a game of basketball just dunking no, him? and just dunk him? And it's just I like, think, you think, suck. You made that movie just to jerk yourself bro, off with. He's bro, not the only person I, to do that. I, I but. think
1: that, I think it's even, I, I'm going to give a better example. Okay. I think it's like me making a documentary about basketball. Sure. Because <laughs> okay. I don't know shit yeah. about basketball. Right, right, right. Or basketball right, is not right, fair because right. let me think of like, like a sport that I don't respect. Going into it without respect.
2: Highline is, is that? I a respect
1: Highline. I've been to highlight games. Oh, in have you? Spain. I've always wanted to. Highline do... is oh. the best game. I've always wanted to oh, do it's that. A great game. Okay. Lots of gambling involved. They throw games. It's like pro wrestling, but but with the fastest ball used in sports. No. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get me to shit on highlight
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Oh no. Bullfighting. Bullfighting. I went to a bullfight. It's not dope. It's not romantic. Yeah, it's, I don't think I could power- do It's Paralyzing an animal and then killing it. But is, yeah. that, but
0: is this undermining your, your uh, metaphor to say that if you made a bull, movie about bullfighting, it'd be like Bill Maher making Religulous, right? You hate bullfighting. How much do you need to know to be like, fuck this shit?
1: Yeah. Um, because I respect bullfighters. Yeah. I respect the culture of bullfighting that has in the countries that have bullfighting. Yeah. I, can, I can be disgusted by something and respect aspects of it. Like, I'm disgusted by capitalism, but I respect aspects of it. Yeah. Also, I have to. Yeah. Sort of. But he made this movie trying to show how stupid, like, religious people were, but he failed because he doesn't, he didn't show it the respect that it deserved or the, or the knowledge that he needed to really tell a good story. Yeah. Because he just figured he was so smart and he does this smug face. Exactly. That he just, that he just gets it. Yeah, and I was I was I was thinking I don't know if this is a funny joke because you guys are going to see wrestling, and uh, our president was was a was a wrestler. He he fought in the. No, of he,
2: don't don't don't. He was just a guest. Guy. He was not a wrestler. He was not a wrestler. He, he, he took he's, terrible bumps. Couldn't take a Stone Cold Stunner. Right. He sure. is in the WWE Hall of Fame, okay. which I hate. So, but I just but
1: he puts the slam the celebrity win in Islamophobia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. You just, like, let oh, me no. have this, man. I was just, like, no, you you're, got it. You're yeah, you were fighting me along got it. the way. No. I just don't want to give Donald Trump anything like that. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't, you know, it's, like, it's really wild that, that Ted DiBiase became president.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, right?
1: It, it is, because isn't Trump, like,
0: exactly as legitimate a business success as Ted DiBiase as well? Isn't there literally no difference between the two of them in terms of, like, I mean, Trump just got really good at bilking investors
1: and filing for bankruptcy. Yeah, I, mean, I, guess,
0: I guess Ted DiBiase is more of a legitimate he's businessman. He's more than of a legitimate
1: b- businessman, and um, maybe slightly more problematic. But I have talked about earlier, like what's beautiful about wrestling is that it's always been all encompassing, just stereotypical. It takes in everybody. Yeah, you get you, all the time. You get Muslim people, Native American mm-hmm. people, gay people, all types of people. Samoans. Samoans. Just, just a terrible caricature of them. Yeah. But they let you in. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. interesting. Do you have any
0: Virgil stories? Do you have a Virgil story?
2: I not not, not oh I do. I oh. shared this on another podcast before when uh, when I was Did a kid. I knowed you into it. No, I always
0: ask
2: people. Uh, uh, I things. went to go see. Uh, I used to go to house shows a lot at the Springfield Civic Center. Legendary. Legendary. Virgil. Legendary. Virgil. And uh, Legendary- they had a little like. Twenty uh, man battle royal and Virgil was there. It was it was the era like it was demolition. Uh, Hakeem was there, uh, the Red Rooster, uh, yeah. Virgil, and then like for some reason I don't know why my mom was heckling Virgil all throughout the match because That's Virgil's kind of tiny. Especially when you're up next against like Hakim or Big Boss Man. And the whole match, my mom was just like, Virgil, why are you so little? And everyone around us was like, laughing. It was like, it became a thing. (laughs) And they were goading my mom. And my mom kept talking. Like, my mom didn't mean it. She was just like, First was so tiny. Why is he so little? I don't, why, why? And then it was the whole match, yeah. And everyone around us enjoyed it. They got, I was embarrassed well, at first, have, but then people, you know. He probably
0: consider it a slight and remember it months later. I bet yeah, if you right. brought it up to him now, you were like, yo, my mom was harassing you at a match. He'd be like, I remember her. That was
1: a rough it, it, day. He probably
2: tried to charge me $20, because yeah, that's perfect. his other thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he intimidates. You want an
0: autograph? He, you want an autograph? And then. 20 bucks after
2: he gives it back. Yeah, Virgil's known for it at, at wrestling conventions. He'll come up to someone and go, hey, man, I'm the wrestler Virgil. Oh, wow. Hey, do you want Do you want this signed picture of me? I, yeah, sure. He's like, oh, hey, well, oh, oh, what's your name? My name's Mike. All right, man, to Mike. Here you go. I was like, oh, thanks. All right, yeah, that'll be $20. Like, oh, I didn't know that. The la- the but but lag- I, I signed this picture. I wrote you. I can't use it now. You got to I mean, you just wasted my time. And he does this, like, kind of. I went reverse. to a
1: wrestling convention.
2: Without me? When? And you Um, didn't. get you went without me. When I was
1: eight years old. Fair
2: enough. Never mind. At
1: at Madison Square Garden. Okay. Never mind. Me and my friends and Uh I. I I bought the WWF role-playing game starter book. Nice. Oh, whoa! Whoa. What is it called? Just an official WWF. Yeah. There was a. It was actually a. You know, he's
0: never played any role-playing games.
1: Well, I mean, I have a bunch of magic decks, which yeah. is not role playing, but- I was but... just looking at my old magic deck when I was at my parents' house. Well, yeah, I have, I, this is my house and I yeah. have magic decks now. I have more, that's plural, guys. And I've built them what did, what, myself. What, what do you do? What's your deck? Well, the deck that I'm most happy about right now is an EDH deck um, that's all about uh, artifacts and, yeah. and uh, fun stuff. Yeah. I call it I call it greedy bitches, greedy greedy bitches. <laughs> I don't, but I just thought that would be funny. Um, but yeah, so so it was just a it was actually a pretty good role playing system. Mm-hmm. And I played it with a, a couple of my friends that I was playing D and D with. Yeah. And it was it was fun. I, I liked I was Scott Steiner because my name was Scott. Yeah. Awesome. And like I I'll never Was it forget. all in ring or was it like whole world? You know, like, you could you could be it was mostly in ring, but was also locker room like you could you didn't have to be just a wrestler you could have been a commentator yeah
0: you didn't go back to the hotel and get drunk and beat up your girlfriend until she died and then never go to jail
2: for it no he was scott steiner not jimmy (laughs) snooker
1: yeah come on did you not hear me although if you're scott
2: steiner what kind of violent borderline criminal hazing did you do to the other uh, no no i
1: actually i was rick steiner because i look
2: oh my my god okay so even worse so who did you tie (laughs) to a hood of a car and drive around uh, in the woods and, and do, like, very almost murderous stuff. Rick Steiner was worse, by the way. My will
0: to live. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Marcus. Yo. We're, we're talking about wrestling on a film podcast. Do you consider wrestling ever in terms of, like, the photographic image, in terms of cinema?
2: Yeah. Do you? Yes, I did an amazing – I'm i to patting myself on the back – when uh both Shinsuke Nakamura and Bray Wyatt do their little back yeah. thing it reminds me of like you know the spider walk down the stairs yeah. from uh, the exorcist yeah directly referencing yeah. that is yeah especially well, especially Bray Wyatt of yeah, course Bray yeah Wyatt i don't think Shinsuke Nakamura is but still
0: what do you think of Bray Wyatt trying to use like more multimedia shit in ring do you think See, it here works is the thing or or every
2: so in the wrestling world everyone don't you feel everyone feel like it they should that?
0: break the traditional sports filming camera setups more and have him exist in a more cinematic way, I space. agree.
2: And they're trying to do that. But basically in the whole wrestling world with the dirt sheets, everyone hates it. When they ha- they had these little, they projected I mean, worms.
1: Empty house oh,
2: fuck. So they they projected you. worms on, on, onto a ring. I, I thought a, it was cool. Everyone hated it. They did the I'm hustle. Start, I'm going
1: I'm to start calling you Mean Gene Siskel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Overland. Mean, Gene, mean Gene Siskel. Okay. What's the cool. Mean
1: Gene Okerlund.
2: Yeah. Mean Gene, mean Okerlund. Gene.
1: Gene
2: Siskel Okerlund. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm not is a good going uh, call you that. But yeah, this is a good tie in too because we gotta maybe wrap it up. So no, I like, d- the, I like we're, we're that we ended. S- we're gonna slowly <laughs>
1: wrap it up cause Let's cause... end on the subject of movies,
2: though. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So, was there anything you wanted to say today? You're like, oh, I hope I get to say this. Uh. No. I feel like there was something in my head before I came in
0: here. And I don't know. I mean. I know Marcus so well that sort of hadn't done other shows. It's go, go so You're saying,
1: saying it's talking. not this. This episode isn't special.
0: I'm saying I felt like I'm in a zen-like state of pre-preparedness that yeah. comes from practice, knowledge, and familiarity. Sure. I had nothing I wanted to say because I felt like what I needed to say would come out without being forced. And you said some really great things. Good. I enjoyed a lot of the things you said. Yeah, I'm having a ton of fun. Yeah. I'm sort of bummed that Marcus is so hung up on the wrestling right now, am I right?
2: Hey, man, extreme rules.
0: I know, it's going to be good. Have extreme.
2: you met Corey? Do you
1: know Corey? I haven't met Corey.
2: You, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you did. Just like, for, he was at my dad's wake also, but it was very quick, but I was, you met him.
1: I was laser focused on being your friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, you definitely, you did that.
1: What's your favorite movie about friendship? Oh. <sighs> Fuck, right?
0: No. This is a good question, so I don't want to be a with it. Uh, the Harold and Kumar movies. Extreme. Yeah, nice. That's, that's probably my favorite cinematic friendship. That's reasonable
1: because it has arcs. It does. There's an actual narrative arc across is, the three a movies. a beginning, middle, and end that's very real. I was always hoping for like a rosencrantz gildenstern sort of side story of their Jewish friends. Yeah, well, they were supposed to do that. It was
0: really? supposed to be whatever their names were, Go to Hot Dog Heaven, was the writers pitched that as the first sequel. And the, and the whoever made it, I don't want to say studio, I don't, it must be a studio film, was like, no, no, it's got to be Harold and Kumar Is it again. probably not as much juice as we think? Yeah. Um, they also were supposed to do the, the Go to Amsterdam, but they obviously undermined that, fortunately. Iron Giant's a pretty high one for me and Friendship. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good, one. I should probably think more in terms of kids' films. I mean, when I was a kid, I obviously would have said, like, Goonies, you know, that would have been When huge. I was a kid, it would have been Robin Hood, the,
1: the, oh. the Disney movie. That, huh. was my, that was my favorite yeah. movie as a kid. It's still pretty, like, high on my list. I, you know, I was just talking to... In uh, Police Academy 4, to, to
2: 3. a Citizens <laughs> on Patrol. I was just talking Citizens to...
1: motherfucking patrol. Yeah. Yama, this, like, yama, 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 yama. Wait, I
0: got that. Yeah, this is not a full movie. Maybe it's a full movie about friendship. I started dating a woman recently, and I keep making the joke, her, You know, whenever we meet a rich person, like, yo, we should fucking Wings of the Dove that guy. Have you ever seen Wings of the Dove? No. It's where a couple gets together, they meet a rich lady who's, like, sick, and they pretend to be brother and sister. And the girl's like, let me introduce you to my brother. And then he, like, romances the woman, and they, like, cheat her. You know they like the idea is like we're going to get you married we're going to sucker this lady acting heaven. as a brother you know and uh, nah, nah, so anytime nah. i see a rich person yeah. i'm like yeah we should we should wings of the dub this dude over here you know but it's also but, like a, a barometer to see
1: if she knows what you're talking about yeah well yes and no i mean who cares no, i mean i talk about the, the truth is i don't care what people's taste is yeah me <laughs> as long as they're passionate but
0: late in this movie obviously the couple it's helena bottom carter and linus roach they the stresses of it of him getting close to this woman and all of it she goes and tells their mark like hey we're fucking you over and so the scene when linus roach goes to see alice and Elliot, i it's think it's a, the
1: funnier handmaiden <laughs>
0: exactly mm. it's not funny it's a completely it's a henry james adaptation another adaptation for us that's very it's faithful because
1: uh washington square yeah is, what is one of my favorite novels Not a great movie. The Beneficiary? Yeah. Not so good. Yeah. Razor's Edge? Great book. Bill Murray movie? Not very good. I love it, but not because I think it's great. Yeah. So this is a friendship moment that I think about.
0: Linus Roach and Alison Elliott haven't gotten together, right? He goes and she's like, hey, you just saw my sister, you know, uh, what'd she say? And it's like, well, she told me everything. He says, what did you say? And she says, I told her it couldn't be true because you and me were better than that. And I always think, God damn, I wish I had a friend who, if they heard I had been betraying them deeply, their response would be no. Me and Chris,
1: it's not true. We're better than that. With that, this has been a wonderful episode of Zebras in America. Absolutely. Shit, we were supposed to talk about Freddie got fingered today. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Next you got to wait
1: till Cribs is on. My Pink Smoke co- uh,
0: co-partner is a huge Freddy Got Fingered fan. Well, yeah, then he'll, be, he, he'll be our guest.
2: On? We'll do a special Freddy Got Fingered episode with uh, John Cribs then. I'm a
0: fan, too, for sure. Yeah. But, like, John lives and breathes it.
1: I, well, when is he coming on?
2: Um, he lives in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. And he's like we'll have to catch him, you know. I thought you lived far things. away,
1: too. No, I live in Astoria. Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. Knit. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's yeah. so lovely to have you. I, thank you for having me on. This is a ton of fun. What's your favorite movie about queens favorite
0: movie about queens he's what? like you, better, what? Get what? you what? better get
1: it you better get it
0: what is it
2: henry fool? Harry
0: fool oh henry fool god damn it of course yeah of course it's not henry the fool. two sequels that's a great no. that's a great well, movie about friendship too i didn't show them yeah, to it you because i thought it was good i showed them too because you were my friend
1: have, have, a good a great, have a good one guys what you just said